to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Greetings and gratitudes. Welcome back to another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. As a disclaimer, I am recording this episode far in advance, more than I normally would, as when this airs, I will be on pilgrimage, and I wish to ensure that there's consistency while I'm away. So this episode is going to be very brief, unless by a miracle I am able to add on to it in my travels. We are in the heart of the summer and cancer season. As we're in the heart of the summer, on Monday, the 4th of July, Palisathene enters into the sign of Gemini. Palisathene is the goddess of the high mind, our mental creativity, also where we are very protective, where we stand for justice and right action. We spoke about her in episode 53. We circled back around with her as I was speaking to the goddess Neet, the Egyptian goddess Neet, and her relationship to Athena. As we consider Neet, Pallas Athene actually becomes much more multidimensional, 
And this archetype in Gemini works very intelligently through the powers of the mind, through wit, through curiosity, through storytelling, through understanding the duality, the polarity, and how each pull is important, is necessary in the cosmic dance of life and of light. Therefore, as Pallas Athene enters Gemini, we're coming into increased time of mental creativity. Venus is still making her movement through Gemini as well. On Tuesday, the 5th of July, Mars enters into the sign of Taurus. Mars, as we know, is all about how we move energy forward. It's about our action. At times, it can be perceived as aggression, as um, challenge, because at times it is hard to initiate and to instinctively move energy forward. Mars has been in his home sign of Aries, which is a great placement for the Mars energy. However, as Mars shifts into Taurus, Taurian energy is very earthy, it's very grounded, it's very sensual. It is also at times very slow. It only moves for pleasure and when it wishes to. Therefore, there is a frequency that will definitely shift as Mars goes into Taurus certain things might feel a little slower or harder to push forward or move forward because they are seeking to be done for pleasure and because it feels good. That is something to watch for, especially as the month continues and Mars and Uranus will eventually meet up. I don't know the exact date. I don't have an ephemeris in front of me at the moment. I'm gathering it's going to be at some point in August. On the 5th of July, Mercury enters into the sign of Cancer. Mercury, how we communicate, how we share information, how we listen, how we hear, how we receive, how we speak. Mercury in Cancer is very tender and soft and soothing and comes from that space of the feelings and the emotions versus so much from the mind. So Mercury and Cancer on one level brings us down into the heart and can be a beautiful placement to receive one another. The following day on Wednesday, the 6th of July, we come into the first quarter moon from the Cancerian new moon, which we explored in episode 54. This first quarter moon comes into the sign of Libra. And first quarter moon is always a time to really read, weed out your garden of creation to make important decisions and take action. And there's going to be a desire to really take action around our relationships on this day and how they are coming into play from that Cancerian new moon. Relationships and emotions and feelings and how we're relating to all of this will be peaking throughout the month of July. It is a time of heightened sensitivity. On the 11th of July, that Monday, we have the second pass of 
the United States Pluto return. And we had the first pass in February of 2022, and the final pass will be in December. Because Pluto is retrograde right now, we're going through that second pass. And it is a time to see how the the culture of the United States and the governmental systems at large are doing with this return. To be clear, many, many cultures and civilizations have been through Pluto returns, and they are a time of psychological death and rebirth and renewal. So ultimately, it's a time for us, especially with the Pluto in Capricorn in tropical astrology. It's a time for us collectively who live in the United States, but also the world at large, because the U.S. has such a large cultural impact, or has to date at least. Therefore, what what are we representing as a nation, as the United States? These are the questions at large. What is the value system? What do we stand for in our government and in our culture? Thus far, the U.S. culture has been widely known for Hollywood and for sports and pop music. And on many levels, the U.S. is still seen as one of the premier places in the world to experience a sense of freedom, what many people know of as the American dream. However, those of us who reside in this country and this culture understand that the American dream, although it is achievable, it comes at a very, very high cost. And the question is, is this dream sustainable in the long term? And is it sustainable for Mother Earth and all of her creatures? These are deep questions to ponder. And again, as we're going through this massive cultural renaissance, which will be highlighted by the Capricorn full moon, which we're going to discuss in a moment, as we're going through this massive, massive cultural renaissance, Uranus and Taurus, I I continue to circle back to the Uranian energy because it is the Uranian energy that is asking for the maverick solutions, the outside of the box solutions for our radical thinking in Taurus, wanting us to be so connected to the earth and the elements and our natural resources. And the truth is we are naturally abundant here on earth. However, it is up to us to take care of the earth and to be good stewards of the land. And I believe all of this is so tied in to the second pass of the U.S. Pluto return and the Capricorn full moon as the asteroid goddess Ceres is highlighted in Cancer. Ceres, she is goddess of the green, goddess of womb and tomb, goddess of the cycles of life from birth and the initiations one would go through throughout coming into adulthood to death. Many cultures around the world have lost a sense of initiation However, ancient indigenous technologies highlight initiation. And in my studies with Elder Maladoma Somme, I was so blessed to experience true initiation on certain levels. 
Every soul, every human longs for initiation. It is completely necessary. And the truth of the matter is, even if we don't experience them in a village container, in a communal container, every single one of us goes through these life cycle initiations through our astrology, whether it is the Saturn return, the Pluto square Pluto, the Uranus opposition, the Neptune square Neptune, or the Chiron return. They're all extremely, extremely valuable moments in our lives. And Ceres, as goddess of womb and tomb and the marker of the life cycles, Ceres, who one could say connects to the great mother herself, particularly in the archetype of cancer, the great all-engulfing mother, the celestial mother, the mother that nourishes all, that tends all, that feeds all. And we're at a time where it is necessary for humans to simplify our lives once more, meaning for far too many generations, we have depend, been dependent upon factories to nourish us. Factory food, factory farming is not sustainable for the earth. The practices are not sustainable for humans. It is a lose-lose situation for all at hand. However, if we simply all started creating small gardens in our yards, in containers, if we live in apartments, and shared the abundance of our local resources, we would find that, again, we have more than enough. The earth wishes to work with us hand in hand and to provide an abundance, a cornucopia of nourishment it is going to require a bit of adjustment. And I think this is part of the Pluto return for the U.S. and its cultural impact on the world at large, because we could really say that it was the American culture that began this concept of mass-produced packaged food and this mass production of packaged food that gets shipped all over the world while it is fun on a certain level, it is not long-term sustainable. The truth is people have traded since the beginning of time. So one is saying it is still important to trade. However, having these large-scale factories that put out food as a commodity and that put out clothing and other other materials that create toxic chemical waste, this is not how we nourish our earth. And there are really simple solutions that we can put in place. And with the current technologies and the newfound technologies, the genius technologies from the generations that are already here with us on earth, they're just in their maturation process. We have plenty of solutions here. So this Capricorn full moon is bringing this all into perspective, and it is aligned on the 13th of July at 2.38 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time, 
We have the Capricorn full moon at 21 degrees, 21 arc minutes, conjunct Pluto. Pluto is retrograde at 27 degrees, 30 arc minutes. And as we know, the sun in Cancer will be at 21 degrees, 21 arc minutes. And Ceres is at 25 degrees, 34 arc minutes. Cancer. So there's this direct opposition between Ceres and Pluto and the sun and the moon. And within that sun, Ceres, marriage, there's also Mercury and Cancer. Therefore, there's something that really wishes to be communicated through this full moon. And on a deep level, this is the the summer cardinal gate that is being opened. It is all about initiation to the cultivation of our great work in this midsummer season. When we look at the Sabian symbol for 22 degrees Capricorn, it is by accepting defeat gracefully, a general reveals nobility of character. The realization that one may grow through defeat as well as, and perhaps more than, through success. This is about how a defeat may simultaneously be a spiritual achievement. Vanquished nations, we can look at through history, such as Germany and Japan, have found ways to move forward and achieve much success. Therefore, this is about the quality of the will and the inner integrity of the person. What is most important is integrity and the ability to admit and to see where lessons are wishing to be experienced and to soften into them. This is about softening the hardened edges of our hearts and to surrender and to stop grasping for straws. The star sparks for 22 degrees Capricorn is a bare altar covered with black velvet. Again, sometimes one must surrender. Previous gains, that which has been taken for granted, are no longer working for the collective. A greater power is always at work behind the scenes. And the truth is, this power is immense, world-shattering. It requires one to be divested of the aspect of self which stands between us and what we are called here to serve. How may you supersede old patterns and syndromes with something that is already well on its way? Ultimately, it is to be a servant of the Most High. On some level, there is a test of self-worth that is happening through this Capricorn lunation. Full moons bring in the peak of light, allowing one to, to arrive at a culmination, to celebrate, to be seen, to claim visibility. One thing each one of us should know for sure is that we do not know everything. There is so much to learn, to experience, to take in, in these lives, in these bodies. And I would say on a deep level, there is something that must be surrendered with this full moon, something around how perhaps you live your day-to-day life Perhaps it's time to get real about how you're interacting with the natural resources of the planet in a newfound way and to make a pledge to make some serious choices. 
if every single one of us who listens to stars, stones, and stories make a commitment to no longer accept a plastic bag at any shop, to bring your own bags as much as possible, and when you forget, to carry as much out as you can in your arms, or to use a recyclable box that was shipped to the store and is going to be recycled anyways. These are small, small steps we can take that have a massive impact. If you make a commitment to buy as much local produce and also products as you're able to, and to shop as locally as possible, then you are creating long-term wealth in your local community. And if each one of us focuses more and more on our local communities, while also cross-pollinating with cultural diversity, then this is a win-win for everyone on the earth. This lunar cycle is quite immense. It's deep, it's potent, it's powerful. It stirs up many, many feelings, I believe, particularly around survival and perhaps on a deeper level where we as humans have looked to perceived institutions of authority to take care of us, to nurture us. And the truth is, in the Aquarian age, we are coming into a heightened state of frequency and spiritual maturity and spiritual authority. Therefore, where we can create a win-win for all of humanity is when we take accountability for our lives, meaning we stop blaming the institutions around us and we take accountability and we stop expecting the institutions around us to provide in certain aspects. And we take that initiative and we create those systems in our families, in our local communities, in our social networks. The more that we do this, the more that we are going to see how we have been architecting this new earth consciousness all along. This is a very important step. And looking at our food systems and also our healthcare systems, meaning it is up to each one of us to learn basic first aid, to have the necessary supplies on hand, and perhaps those who are drawn into the healing realms to learn more advanced first aid practices and other forms of healthcare so that we can be responsible once more for life here on this earth. I was speaking with a student midwife recently this past week, a beautiful, beautiful woman. And many of you know, many years ago in 2008, when I began the first incarnation of my business, it was as a birth and postpartum doula and a childbirth educator And I loved doing that work. And I always see that work so threaded through what I continue to offer into the world and resurging more and more in different capacities. I have always wanted to learn 
how to become a midwife. And I was sharing with this midwife how I believe, and by the way, if you don't know, midwife means with woman. Therefore, this concept of midwife is one who knows how to sit at the threshold with a woman. It's not that women need help delivering their babies. It's not that anyone delivers another's baby. No, each woman births her own baby, even those who go through the surgical cesarean births in the modern world. They are birthing their babies. Midwife means with woman because it is the duty of a midwife to sit at the threshold and hold the space the space that is ultimately a primordial space. Every woman's body knows how to give birth. It lies within the DNA, within the bones of her body, within the cells and the blood and the marrow of her body. And on a deeper level, this is all part of this Capricorn, Ceres, full moon exploration Because we have a birth crisis in the modern world, the rise and the rates of cesarean only continue to increase, while the mortality rates are not looking good for mothers and new babies in the developed world. As our healthcare system is becoming more and more technological, technocratic, Women are not receiving the care that they need, the attention and the love and the space and the patience. Giving birth is sacred and it is holy. And it is a very natural thing for any woman to do. And it is about portals and gates and time and space. It is not something that you can just say, okay, you must give birth now in five hours or else. That kind of language and consequence does not allow a woman's cervix to soften. It does not allow the gates to open and a space for the baby to safely travel through the vaginal canal to crown and to be born. I believe that it is the duty of women once more to pick up the skills of midwifery even even if we have no desire to practice as midwives, I believe once more it should become common knowledge that women are midwives and that women understand well women's care, meaning how our moon cycles affect our health and how we can greatly tune into the menstrual cycle, the moon cycle, to understand what our body is telling us on a higher level and what we're needing and where there's imbalance in the body. There's an ancient philosophy. I can't remember if it is Taoist or Mayan. And it speaks to how the health of a menstruating woman, if she takes the first two days of her moon cycle, to really rest and recharge and not lift anything heavy. And that also includes heavy children, heavy bags of groceries, heavy boxes, 
but just really rest on those first two days and to have her family members nourish her and nurture her and do the cooking and do the cleaning and do the things that that she is always, always, always tending to as most likely that matriarchal figure of the family, of the home. That if a woman does that throughout her life, as she comes to menopause, she will actually have a very graceful and gentle entry through this changing cycle of changing woman as she becomes crone. Many women in today's culture and civilization really struggle hormonally as they shift from a menstruating mother into one who retains her blood, her wisdom, into the phase of the crone. This is a way we can all take action, and perhaps this season with the Capricorn full moon, the sun in in Cancer conjuncts Ceres with Mercury here, perhaps this will inspire you, those of you who are menstruating women, to rest and nourish and take more care on the first and second day, or at least one of those two days of your moon cycle. I pray for my daughter's generation that they find ways to have this wisdom live in their lives, and I am going to do everything I can to instill this within her daily rhythms as she comes to her own moon time. And these are the ways that we can install new values for our new earth consciousness. I hope that this inspires you and plants seeds of promise for the generations yet to come, where once more we can honor the great elemental mothers, we can honor the earth and all that the earth provides, we can honor the power of the water and the shape-shifting quality and the peace and the life-giving properties that water brings. Water is that channel of life that amplifies every prayer. We can honor the fire element, the codes of our ancestors, and the portal to the ancestral realm and our creativity. We can honor the mineral beings and the stories they carry through time and space and the wisdom of the origin. And we can honor, again, the nature spirits, the nature beings, and all the beauty that they impart in this world and the ways they tend to the land. And we can honor the air, the beautiful sacred air that we breathe that carries our intelligence and newfound ideas. May there be peace to the east. May there be peace to the south. May there be peace to the west. May there be peace to the north. May there be peace deep within the heart of Mother Earth and all mothers here on earth. And may that peace radiate out into the cosmos to all of our galactic brothers and sisters. And may that peace thread back into each of your hearts. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Ashe.
I'm going to invite you to prepare for meditation. And so come seated or lie down. And if you're operating heavy machinery or you can't be present now, feel free to pause this recording and check out the timestamp. And they're also in the show notes so you can come back to this whenever it feels most aligned for you. And so as you're finding your seat or your center, just bringing the body into deep, deep presence and awareness, making sure all devices are turned off and you're in a space where you cannot be disturbed. You've taken care of all of your biological needs and allow your body to come into this moment with the breath Inhaling and exhaling, nice long deep breaths, allowing yourself to become more present, more aware, just noticing how your body is feeling in this now moment and allowing whatever is present to be there, allowing it with the breath and breathe into any tight, heavy, hard spaces, breathe the breath into those spaces not in a way to force any shift, but just to breathe consciousness, light, transformation into those denser spaces and allow your awareness to come to the base of the spine, the palms of your hands, the soles of your feet, and imagine these grounding cords of silver, gold, red light coming out through these spaces and beginning to drop down, down, down through the layers of sediment and soil deep into Mother Earth. And any buildings you may be in, just the light lines, the cords of light are able to move through the concrete, through the structures, deep into the earth, where you come and you ground and you anchor into Great Grandmother Hematite into this now moment, finding your center here, grounding and anchoring all of who you are, all of who you've ever been, all who you ever will be. And breathe that grounded recognition, this knowingness, this awareness that you are enough you are full, you have a right to be here on earth now at this time, and that you matter. There is so much love and support available for you in these times, even when it feels the most isolated and dark. You have support You have the backing of your ancestors, your guides, your guardians, your star family, your soul tribe. Even when we feel most lonely, we have the support always. And so in this space of grounding, I invite you to draw the support in from deep within Mother Earth back up through the layers of sediment and soil, back up. For those of you who know of the Earth Star Chakra, through your Earth Star Chakra, 
through the soles of your feet, grounding and anchoring that energy up into your body. And begin to feel these waves of relaxation as you breathe longer, deeper breaths, more conscious breaths. Feel this wave of relaxation enter in through the soles of the feet, up through the ankles, swirling around the calves and the shins, up through the knees, up into the thighs, up through the glutes and into the pelvic bowl, swirling around your inner cave of creation. Regardless of gender, this is a space all beings have of creative energy. And this energy swirls up through the spine, up through all of your digestive organs, into the lungs, up and into your heart and your thymus up into your thyroid, up through the shoulders and the neck and moving down the arms all the way down through the elbows and the wrists into the hands all the way out to the fingertips. Breathing that energy back up the arms, back into the shoulders and the neck and the throat up into the jaw allow your jaw to soften and open into the teeth allow the tongue to relax all the way to the root of the tongue the upper and the lower palates feel this wave of relaxation moving into the back of the head into the ears deep into the eardrums into the center of your brain deep into the space of the pituitary gland and the pineal gland and the hypothalamus. And this wave of relaxation moves up through the cheeks and the nose and the sinuses, deep into the eyes, all the way back into the optic nerves, swirling up through the crown of your head so that every hair on the top of your head and throughout your body just completely relaxes and your bones and your joints soften these bones that are the medicine of who you are they carry these crystalline codes of light that are passed down generation to generation just like the bloodline through the blood the vitality of who we are, the essence of who we are. We have this ability to rematrix all of these codes of light and life through our very consciousness, our psyche, our thoughts, all of whom and who we are. And so now I invite you to imagine from the crown of your head this beautiful white light that comes into the shape of a pyramid and it begins to envelop and enclose your entire physical body, your emotional body, your spiritual body, your mental body, your ka body, the energy double of who you are. All of your energetic layers are fully encapsulated in this pyramid of white light and it anchors all the way from the cosmos, 
from the sun of all suns, the great cosmic central sun of all of creation, and this pyramid of light beams down through your high, high, high chakras all the way down through the crown, rooting you all the way down into the earth, the base of the pyramid roots down the structure and you notice as you watch the light it begins to shift from white to violet to golden and it is saturated with this golden essence and you begin to see this beautiful golden nectar of light pouring from the great cosmic central sun all the way down through earth all the way through this pyramid of light that fully embodies and anchors you. And as it is doing so, you feel this sensation of the super conscious of who you are. You feel the divine showing you everything you need to know it is encased within the codes of light of this pyramid that are surrounding and protecting all of your bodies you as a light keeper as a way shower breathe in this multi-dimensional awakening through these codes of light breathe them into all the cells of your being so that all the cells of your being take on a holographic mirror of these codes of light. And as your DNA receives these energetic upgrades, these imprints, feel how your DNA connects to the DNA of Mother Earth, Terra Gaia, which connects to the DNA of the cosmos. Feel how your Akasha weaves with the akasha of mother earth and the akasha of all that is this great weaving of light begins to move through you in these delicate elegant codes that bring you even closer to the heart of mother earth And in this beautiful season of honoring the earth, of the celebration of the fertility of all of life, of that weaving of your inner feminine and your inner masculine coming together to co-create this inner unification, this inner unity consciousness, you breathe this in even deeper so that you have great support and anchoring in these delicate and most potent and powerful times. And you allow yourself to continue to breathe long, deep breaths in this now moment and any parts of your physical body that need your focus, your attention, that need extra healing Allow them to receive that through your breath, through your awareness here and now.
and you find yourself feeling more and more relaxed and at complete peace in this moment. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy this truth to be fully present, grounded, and relaxed. I'd like to share this prayer with you to close our circle. Prayer for stability. I stand today and for all times 
as a wise and loving adult in this world. I trust in myself and I trust in the goodness in all hearts. I hold love and stability in this world and fashion my life accordingly. I honor and respect those who may be fearful and recognize that many are still young. I will live with my eyes, ears, and heart open. I will build the life I came to build. And so it is. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth crystallize your medicine.